KC Covers Country. Welcome to a brand new week with some brand new stuff happening in the country world. A brand new interview to listen to as well. Also, we're going to talk about some everybody's favorite headline, Morgan Wallen, and his recent return to the public and his latest statements. But first, we got the chance to chat with Andrew Janakis. Last Thursday, he opened for our Boots and Bourbon concert with Parker McCollum and our afternoon jock on 92.3 WIL. Marty Brooks got to interview Parker, so you can see the video of their interview on socials, Facebook, Instagram, 92.3 WIL. Um, I know Parker talked about his engagement, how he popped the question, who you can expect to see at his wedding, and more. And Parker absolutely killed it. We had a great time at the show. Gen Z showed up to this show. There was such a young crowd, which personally to me was so refreshing to see as somebody in their mid-20s and made it for a really fun time. And I know Parker is coming back to St. Louis in October with Dirk Bentley and Riley Green. And I know that show is going to be awesome, too. I really hope that he makes the time to see us and talk to us again when he comes back because he was much more reserved than I actually expected. I thought that he was going to have this larger-than-life attitude, you know, gold chain cowboy. But he was actually very quiet and to himself and humble. I loved even having a small bit of interaction with him before the show because it really it made me excited to see what he did on stage and everybody was completely zoned into him the entire time. It was a lot of fun. If you were at the show, you know it. But on another note, I'm letting you know right now, it is totally cool if you don't know who Andrew Janakis is, but you need to because he's just a normal guy in his 20s who used to work at a Publix in Georgia. He got recruited to join The Voice, did pretty decent on The Voice, but actually didn't make any big traction in the country world until he recently went viral on TikTok. I mean, for reference, he's got 60,000 Instagram followers, but 800,000 followers on TikTok. The guy, he's got a deceiving baby face. He he looks much younger than he really is, but he's got the strongest, most comforting country voice. And we were so honored to be the venue and the city of Andrew Janakis's first full band show as he opened for Parker McCollum. His first real bus ride to the venue as well, and he did so good. He was a little nervous at first, but I was very impressed. He is so humble and friendly, and that just made him such a fun person to interview. And we really can't wait to see him do big things. So here's our interview with Andrew Janakis. Remy and Casey, 92.3 WIL, our Boots and Bourbon concert series continues with our good friend, Andrew Janakis. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Thank oh, you for having me. You know what? I, I'm so excited to have you in St. Louis. This is the pageant. This is an awesome room to play in. Absolutely. And there's a lot of firsts that have happened on this trip. Can you take us through that? Yeah. So first real, like, full band show. Um, and biggest one is first bus run with a full band. Wow. So we 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 skipped the the trailer in the van and uh just went straight to the bus. We have like, you nah. <laughs> have you slept on the bus yet? No. Man, I tried to this morning. Um but I felt bad. I wanted to give the guys a good a good night's rest, so I gave them the middle bunks and I took a bottom and Aww. I was like we'll 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 sleep tonight. That's awesome. When I'm actually tired. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So I, I hear that you you are into manifestation and the power of speaking 100%. things into existence. And I mean, I feel like that's exactly how you got here when it comes to, you know, your journey. Is there anything that you're currently like speaking to existence or was it the bus thing right now? Yeah, it, honestly, the last thing that I really spoke into existence was 
just getting to like play live shows. True. And I mean that's happening now. Yeah. Um, so I guess the next thing we'll speak into existence is a is a solid tour. That's a good one. Yeah. And yeah. your family, you said your family's out there with like forty uh, seats. A bunch of them. Yeah, they sold like forty tickets. So there's a bunch of Greeks out there tonight. That's right. <laughs> okay, and Greek. That was my next question. Yep. What is your last name? Gen- okay, so I get this all the time, a lot, <laughs> more than anyone probably will know. I've had Janikos, Janakos. I've had maybe two people in my life say it right, which is okay. But uh, it's Janakos. Janakos, and Janakos. it's Greek. It's Greek. We love that. That's something you don't always hear in country music. Yeah. I, I was like a, a country Greek guy. I'm going to do this thing. Why not? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure one of us said Hanukkah on the air. We did. <laughs> Wanakis or something. Yeah. We, we finally got it, though. That's, that's actually close to what it really is. Our real name. I knew that. Is Yanokopoulos. Yanokopoulos. But we Americanized it to Janakis because Are nobody, you... nobody could pronounce Yanokopoulos. But guess what? Nobody can pronounce Janakis either. <laughs> Are you related? Uh, is, is that any um, relation to the uh, Jesse Katsopoulos um, uh, from Full House? Jesse? I don't know, but I could, maybe Rippers. I should go on Ancestry. Yeah, okay, and, maybe I'm digging too deep here. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your story is is pretty interesting because you went the unorthodox route into, into music. So mm-hmm. we find you on Instagram doing covers. Mm-hmm. And tell me about the call that you get from the producers of The Voice to audition. Is that a is that a fun call? They may, yeah. they pump you up or so it's more of an email. But I mean, we, you could we could say you could say call. <laughs> but um, did it go to junk? It was no. It was okay, super good. super cool. You know, I was already thinking of trying out for a show like that. So I was like, me and my my wife were talking about like trying out for American Idol or America's Got Talent or something, and then two days after speaking it into existence, um, somebody emailed me from The Voice. They were like, hey, we saw your Instagram. We love your sound. We'd love for you to audition for the show. And um, I went to Atlanta, did some auditions, went to L.A., did some auditions, and then it all happened really fast. So when I got off the show, that's when it was time for me to go, all right, now I have the opportunity to either take this and run as fast as I possibly can with it and see what we could do or just go back to the regular old thing that I was doing and I was not going back to doing that. It do you was, like the words TikTok? Yeah. I mean is that cuz that's kind yeah. of associated with your name now, 100%. right? 100%. So TikTok kind of launched everything, right? Yeah, man, you know, it and it was even crazier to have that during like a pandemic, like you know that it literally happened right in the middle of COVID. And um so it was extremely interesting, but it was also like one of the biggest blessings that the biggest blessing that's ever happened to me, man. So it's uh, the power of social media for for one thing, but the power of TikTok and the people on TikTok and the fans on TikTok, they're, they're legit. They're real. Something that we find fun about TikTok is that you never know what's going to pop off. Like you could not try yeah. on a video at all, and that's the one that goes viral. You could be stirring <laughs> chicken tacos yes. with a butter knife. <laughs> that was my next question. So that's that's kind of what happened. You sang while you were cooking, mm-hmm. and that was your first viral video, and yeah. now you cook and sing all the time on TikTok. Do you have like a signature dish? Do you consider yourself like the chef of the house? On it, oh, I'm definitely. Well, I wouldn't say chef of the house because my wife is she's she's a pretty good cook as well. Being Italian, like uh, all yeah. Italians are yeah, good cooks. So, so much good food in your house. I'm, I'm oh sure. god. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I really on it. I don't know if I have like a favorite dish. I yeah. just like to like. I don't know. I, I like to cook steak. So maybe steak is my favorite dish. Yeah. It reminds us a lot of our friend Alexandra Kay. 
Yeah, I love Alexandra. We do, we've done videos together, yeah. She grew up in St. Louis. Yeah. And so that we were watching her, and we were like, oh, she's in the kitchen, she's singing, she's making coffee. She's viral. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the Just headlines like every day. Just like that. So it's crazy, the power of TikTok and social media and how far it's brought you in yeah. such a short amount of time. Absolutely. And she's, I, I, I love her so much. She's so sweet. Mm -hmm. She's so sweet. So tell us about the new music. Tell us about getting out on tour now and, and, and performing in front of live audiences. I know the, you know the pandemic has kind of taken us away from that. Yeah. Never take live music for granted ever again. So. so we have the new EP. I don't know if I'm allowed to say there's more stuff coming, but I've been working very hard. She's nodding. You're good. At a... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been writing a lot of new music, and um, I'm really excited to get it out there. J the way that I did my EP, you know, I and it, it all happened again so fast. But I was so blessed to be able to write such like cool songs that I believe in and feel with my like heart, and uh, so many people have connected to them that it's o almost overwhelming. It's like okay, well. If we have this many songs, what are we going to do with them all? Like we yeah. can't just release them all, can we? But um, there's there's a lot of a lot of special stuff coming. Yeah, super We're super excited. Looking forward to it. it. Looking forward to nice. it. Uh, Hugh Jackman is one of my like all time uh, crushes of the, of the male variety. And I was listening. I was listening to a podcast he was doing. Going back to the manifestation thing, mm -hmm. he says he starts every day with, "Wouldn't it be wild if dot dot dot." So I'm hoping that, you know, wouldn't it be wild if you had a kick-butt show tonight? Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's Andrew go. Janakis. Come on. Like I said before, if you don't already know who Andrew Janakis is, find him on Spotify or TikTok or check him out because I just know that you're going to love his voice. But okay, let's get into the juice. Maybe this is the only reason you clicked on this podcast because, you know... Morgan Wallen. I want to get into his recent interview with Good Morning America and Michael Strahan and everything that he's accomplished over the past six-ish months. When he started getting in trouble late last year with getting removed from SNL, breaking the COVID rules in Alabama, etc., I mean, that was all one thing. I think we can agree that for some artists, that bad boy troublemaker persona only really adds to his brand and especially Morgan's music. It makes it feel a little bit more real. But when we witnessed his racial slur at the beginning of this year, it really threw the country world for a loop, if not the world at large. I mean, immediately, radio stations were told that we weren't allowed to play his music, much less mention his name. His sponsors dropped him. His label considered dropping him. Just mentioning his name became an instant liability that nobody in the professional world wanted to be a part of. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was informed at 5 a.m. before I had even gotten to the radio station that day that we were to no longer talk about Morgan Wall and we were no longer to play his music until further notice and no more posting about him, nothing at all until this had all gotten straightened out. And that even took a few months on its own. So, of course, he went, he removed himself from social media, stopped playing live shows. I mean, we barely heard from him throughout this entire time when he was promising to be working on whatever it was he needed to work on. I think he went to rehab for a little bit, as well as going to work with black organizations and get educated by them and, quite frankly, just put his time and his money and his efforts towards something that needed to be done. There are a ton of layers as to why this turned out to be such a big scandal and a big part of Morgan Wallen's life as is, but I think one of the biggest reasons why is someone at his level of fame needs to hold themselves to a higher standard. I mean, we, we already know the pedestal that we put Morgan Wallen on, and I think 
we needed him to see that we needed that from him as well. Because as much as he is just a normal human who I really believe deserves to be treated like just a normal human who can be in his front lawn and say the things he needs to say and have freedom of speech, I mean, there is a line that had been crossed, and especially when you're living under a microscope. By the way, he's officially sold the house that he lived in at the time across from the neighbors who had released that footage to TMZ, and I can't blame him for that. I would have made the same choice. But as I was saying, I think that this is the biggest reason why it turned into such a large issue, because he's not just some country singer. Morgan Wallen is a nationwide phenomenon with tons of young, impressionable fans who don't need to be thinking that they can just emulate those sorts of actions. All that being said, as much as I know why this was wrong, I had so much empathy for Morgan Wallen during this time because... It's hard to explain unless you've lived it. Just as any situation from any side is hard to explain unless you've lived it. I also grew up in a place at a time where people said those words and didn't even bat an eye about it. And while we were educated on certain moments of history in school, we weren't educated on holding ourselves to the higher standard of not saying those words. I think I'd known about three people of color up until the time when I turned 18 and went to college. And it was then in my freshman year of college that an athletic coach of mine, a woman of color, put me in my place when she heard me say that word on a bus full of other girls and guys. And it's like all you need is that one moment of real life to know that you don't ever want to make that mistake again. I In that exact moment, all those feelings of ignorance and shame just flood over you, and you can't believe you just said what you said, and then your whole life rushes back through your head of all the times that you said that word and didn't even think a thing about it and how it's always wrong. Like, it's never more wrong than it was the time before, but it takes that one moment of being put in your place, and unfortunately, Morgan Wallen got it on a national level. And unfortunately, I also think it was really necessary, not only for him to learn from, but I mean, from a lot of people, including myself, to take another moment and learn from all over again. Morgan Wallen recently did an interview with Good Morning America with Michael Strahan. And I sat here on Friday in our studio and I watched the whole thing through and I really appreciated it for a lot of reasons. I mean, Michael Strahan, he didn't seem like he's very in tune with the country music world. So as an interviewer, he was very pure and straightforward with questions that are hard to answer. He wasn't really holding back. He wanted to know from the jump, like from Morgan Wallen's bones, like what was the reason that that happened? I appreciated him asking the hard questions. And I also appreciated Morgan Wallen doing the exact same thing, answering them, not in a pretty way, not in a sugar-coated way, not in a way that was very well spoken or eloquent. It was just his honest answer. And I think that's really all we can ask for at the end of the day. They talked about the organizations that Morgan has been working with since February, everything that he's been doing to try and right his wrong. And I know this is a wrong that you can't really right, but it's important to see that he's making his best effort, especially by now launching his own foundation. Um, this foundation, it's called the More Than My Hometown Foundation, and its goal is to help children and adolescents and teenagers find stable, loving homes that can help them rebuild their confidence and to feel forever loved. Like This is more specifically targeted towards foster children to help young people in a way that sets them up for positive roles in their future and be community leaders. Morgan Wallen actually said, since my parents fostered and now officially adopted my sister 
sister Lacey. I've witnessed what love and care can do for a child that didn't have it before. She transformed into a confident and trusting and happy kid. I think that's really awesome. I think the foster care system is an industry that constantly needs help. If Morgan Wallen can be the person to be that positive role model and help kids get into homes that will love and cherish them and create positive role models out of them, that really means a lot in my book. If you're still feeling strong feelings about Morgan, whether it be that he didn't deserve all the heat he got this year or that he deserved to get even more, at the end of the day, we can't deny the impact that Morgan Wallen has, whether it be positive or negative. He's very influential, and I think moving forward, he's going to have a lot more positive decisions being made. Honestly, he doesn't have any room for any more negative decisions, and I'm excited to see all the good he does with the More Than My Hometown Foundation and just within his own world. I'm hoping that the next time that Morgan comes back to St. Louis, we will have the opportunity to speak with him. And I can't wait to ask him about the More Than My Hometown Foundation and all the good that it has done up until that point. So, and you know, I can't wait to see him in concert again and see the Dangerous album performed, as I'm sure you're looking forward to. We'll keep you updated on when we know if and when he's coming back. And I think that's it for me this week. If you have any feedback, always feel free to leave it with me on the 92.3 WIL app. There's a feedback page. You can go find my name, Casey. Send me a message there. Of course, you can follow me on the socials. I'm always at KCSTL. Or just follow us on the 92.3 WIL socials so you always know what's up and coming in the country world. You know, the gossip, the concert announcements, all the good stuff. Later this week, we're making a call to Nico Moon. We're going to be talking to Sam Hunt and Carly Pierce. So a lot more coming now that concert season is really ramping up. And I'm so glad you're here for it. See ya. Casey covers country. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.